Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Church of Roy, a sports drink original podcast. Morning today's show may include adult language. And we're here are your hosts, Brian Wilcox and Steve Ewell. Welcome, everybody, to a Thanksgiving edition of the Church of Roy podcast. Everybody is traveling this week. The Blazers are winning. Everybody gets to go home, and hopefully another win will follow tonight before we're recording right before the Nuggets game. So hopefully, Blazers are riding into the holidays on a winning streak here. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Dewald, joined as always by the man in Denver himself who's coming back to the Pacific Northwest for the holidays, uh, Brian Wilcox. Brian, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Taking tomorrow off of work, going into the long holiday weekend. And yeah, excited to be flying back to Portland or not Portland, but Oregon. And uh, have all my sweatpants packed. I'm ready for mom's cooking. And uh, I'm going to come uh, come back to Colorado heavier. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how you got to do it. You know, honestly, for me, for Thanksgiving, I, I like the day of, but honestly, it's like the day or two after I'm a big turkey sandwich guy, turkey, mm-hmm. get a little turkey sandwich, a little bit of the gravy, a slice of the jellied cranberry on there. And then whatever roll bread material is still around the house. Really, really dig that. And if you want to go all out, you go to the store, you buy some dough, bread dough unthought out make your own little thanksgiving calzone it's one extra step (laughs) but you're you're gonna you're gonna appreciate it i try i mean instead of marinara you dip it a little gravy telling madness my uh my over under for turkey sandwiches consumed after thanksgiving is probably like four and a half i'm the same way i just sit there and graze on them all weekend so i there's something about getting into the the vat of gravy when it's hit the gelatinous <laughs> stage and you're just kind of like dolloping it on there like ice cream soup, uh, ice cream scoops. And you're like, oh, man, I hope this changes form as I microwave. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully everybody else is lucky, too. Um, let's talk a little bit about basketball because that's yeah, why not here. So, you know, this podcast, especially there's been a little bit of hand wringing about how the Blazers started the year how that star player is playing and you know, where, where this team is headed. Looks like things are on the right track. There have been some favorable things that have happened, which we'll get into, but the Blazers as of this recording have won four out of their last five games. Uh, 
Dame Lillard is fresh off of winning the Western Conference Player of the Week, dropped his first 30-point game, almost a 40-point game. Mm-hmm. And you know what really happened in that game? That's something that me and Brian have talked about over and over and over again. Did you catch what happened in that game statistically for Damian Lillard that we've hit on a bunch? Get to the line, baby. Exactly. So 14 three free throw attempts. You know, that's how you take a, you know, 25-point night and then you push it. And you, uh, you know, you get into that 30, 40 point conversation somewhere where we saw Damian Lillard live for long sequences of not only last season, but the season before. So maybe he's, you know, I think it's getting to full health, getting used to the rules. And then also let's talk about some, some favorable matchups, but also how I don't think we should really handicap the Blazers too much in those games. So Obviously, Chicago is a game that I hyped up on this podcast as far as, you know, it's it's your benchmark check-in game as far as where, where a team should be. Is a team going to pass you in the hierarchy of the NBA? And the Blazers, for three quarters, looked look like they had firmly been passed by the Bulls in that game mm-hmm. and then really kind of gutted it out, yes, the Bulls are missing Nikola Vucevic, but there's a lot of talent on that team and a lot of guys on that team that have the exact skill set that can typically torch the Blazers. And for the Blazers to gut out a victory there is, I think, a real sign that this team's trending in the right direction. Brian, what did you see? Yeah, Vooch or not, there's still a really tough matchup with the size, with the Rosen. Um, Levine's just, you know, extreme athleticism, and then Lonzo's kind of a pest out there, so... You know, Vooch or not, just absolutely an excellent win. Them holding Chicago to 44 points in the second half was huge. Um, you know, it wasn't a game that Portland shot the ball lights out. You know, sometimes we've seen them beat good teams, but oftentimes that coincides with, you know, just a, a night where they just torch the nets. But, you know, they got to the line. As you mentioned, Dame had, you know, he, he's starting to get there a little more. They went 27-28, and that kind of swung the game. They also won. Uh, the battle of the boards, which you kind of have to do when the other team's mm-hmm. starting centers out. So it looked really bad for a bit, <laughs> but the fact that they were able to kind of regroup, show a lot of grit out of this crew. And, and uh, it was honestly probably the most fun game of the year. Yeah. I, you know, the, it was, I mean, not only a blessing for the win, obviously you don't want to be facing an all-star caliber center and Nikola Vucevic every night, but mm-hmm. what really it opened up is, you know, the Bulls are dealing with some front court injuries and it allowed the Blazers to kind of really experiment with some smaller lineups. And, you know, it kind of leads into the other guy we really want to talk about today. And we'll get to the Sixers game in a second, but it's really kind of opening the window to see what Larry Nance Jr. can do. So in, in that Bulls game, Larry Nance Jr. gets more minutes than both Robert Covington and Yusuf Nurkic leading clear cut sixth man off the bench, um, you know, 25 minutes, 16 points, nine rebounds. So almost a double, double, but we see some of that promise on the defensive end is him being a disruptor. Mm -hmm. He's very active, three steals in that game. What are you seeing? Like, I, I just feel like, and this is why we, you know, we're always preaching praise, preaching patience going into this and we're starting to see it now we're starting to see some of these guys hit their stride get comfortable in the system and i think larry nance jr is the poster child for that so what what have you seen from larry that you like 
This year, Turkey Day at MyBookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful, starting with a $250 risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie, and when you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund you up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose your bet, and that's what I call no risk, all gravy. Get it? Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 so you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead. Feast risk-free on Turkey Day with MyBookie. And make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odds boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. Yeah, the, the Nance ascension just continues, right? I think he's continuing to get more comfortable in his role, but I also think that the coaching staff has done a good job of kind of clarifying his role. I think that it's become pretty clear that keeping Zeller, you know, his minutes down. And like- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Let Nance really take the majority of those backup five minutes is the right path moving forward. Ziller's been, he's done an admirable job, but Larry just brings so much more news out there. A lot different look than Nurkic. And, you know, for all the Nance type, you know, Nurk is still playing pretty well. And I just really like what we're getting out of the center position right now. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, you know, Nurk, that traditional big-bodied center. He's a great matchup against some teams, and some teams he's not. And the teams he's not a great matchup against, you know, Nance probably is. And so mm-hmm. kind of a two-headed monster at the five is how I really want to see this team continue. Yeah, and I mean, if I want to get like way carried away and overhyped, it's something that we talked about when they initially picked up Larry Nance Jr. was this, is now you have at full strength, Cody Zeller, insurance, somebody can come in, give spot duty, you know what you're getting. You have Yusuf Nurkic, like you said, traditional big body center, can 
take advantage of some matchups. But now with Larry Nance Jr. in the fold, you have the ability to make some tweaks and play up to your competition to game plan potentially for a playoff series or for, you know, you're playing the Clippers earlier this season. You're playing the Clippers three times in two weeks. Maybe you can start to tweak and augment your lineup to go out and get those teams. Something a luxury that we really haven't seen this team have yeah. for the for over a decade, really. I mean, even those Lamarcus Dame teams, I mean, there was no depth on those teams. You knew what you were getting against those teams. And then really with Dame, the Dame CJ teams. You just didn't – I mean, you maybe had some offensive firepower that you could kind of sub in, sub out, but not defensively, not a complete roster that you could plug and play and really play matchups. Yeah, and you can make the argument that, you know, you could bump Roco down to the five, right, and get some of that. But I just think that Nance is – if you're going small, he's such an upgrade over Covington at the five because his ability to – still play offense like a five, right? He, he can still stretch the floor a little bit, but he goes in there and sets really good screens and manages that short short role so well. And that's just something that Covington couldn't really bring to the table as a, on the um, offensive side of the five. So I also prefer Nance's rebounding over Covington at that spot. So you're right, just a huge upgrade there. Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit about the Sixers game. And the reason why we led with the Bulls game, not only is chronologically did it happen first, but that's a game I'm much more excited about. Now the Sixers, a win's a win. I'm always going to take a victory. Like that's always good news, but how they did it, it's just kind of that classic blazer shootout style game mm-hmm. where both teams shoot 50% from the field. So there's not a lot of defense in this matchup you know, the hustle stats, you know, turnovers, rebounds, they're all basically the same in this matchup. What really makes a difference is the Blazers just flat out shot somebody from three point land and Dame got hot and got to the free throw line. But in the grand scheme of things, you know, you live and die by the three. We've seen this Blazers team, especially early in the season, really die by it. So you're going to have a few games like this, but against a Sixers team that's missing, Obviously, Ben Simmons is not suited up this season. And then, you know, no Joel Embiid with the COVID situation. You know, not not the most encouraging game, but also one of those ones where it's like finally the shots fall mm-hmm. and, and this team can gut out a victory. Another one where maybe we're seeing Nance doesn't get more minutes than Nurk in that matchup, but still, it, I mean, it's a razor-thin margin. Covington played a lot of minutes in that game. Mainly, he's a good Tobias Harris matchup. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Nurk 23 minutes in that game. Nance, 22 minutes. We see a real even distribution through an eight-man rotation, which, reading the tea leaves, I think this is the eight-man rotation that you're going to see the Blazers turn to when they want to shorten the bench. And, mm-hmm. and so, Nance, 22 minutes. Little, 22 minutes. Anthony Simons, 22 minutes. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the positive. We've talked a whole bunch about Nasir Little this season. I don't think there's a reason to get back into it yet. Let's let's let this keep going. I mean, same output we've been seeing. Yeah. Anthony Simons definitely a little bit of a rough patch right now. We've seen this before. Um, you know, we, we saw a lot of really consistent production to start the year. Um, hasn't had a double digit points outing in three games now only one in his last seven. So it depends on how tonight goes, which he has an opportunity to do well against this Denver team. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
the three point shooting is tailed off a little bit in the month for the month of November. You know, this was a guy we put on 40, 50, 90 watch a little like way, you know, <laughs> five <mature>. games, five <laughs> games into the season. But I mean, obviously we knew that wasn't sustainable, but 30% from three, I mean, that's awfully low, even, you know, just by his own numbers. Um, so hopefully he can turn it around. What are you seeing from, Ant? is it something to get worried about or is this just, you know, still a 22 year old developing point guard? I think whatever uh, version, whatever disease or whatever cold that Dame caught that was keeping the ball out of the hoop, he's yeah. now got got over and he's transferred it to, to Ant. I think uh, mm-hmm. it's a temporary thing. I think he fights out of it. But I will say, though, that, you know, his role right now is probably a little more in flux um, than a lot of guys. Just with the emergence of Nas, you, you know, you can make the argument you can bump down Norm the position. So he plays more two. You bump down CJ, plays more one. And all of a sudden, you know, Ant is truly kind of that fourth guard. And um, you've seen his minutes dwindle a little bit, too. I think he was closer to 25 towards the beginning of the year. And lately, he's been more in that 17, 18. And this is off. Mm. Yep. Nope. I don't have anything pulled up. So if I'm no, no, your, your, your feel is lighting close up enough. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's a little bit where he's just missed some shots and I'm not worried about him. You guys are sure he'll be fine. But. It is kind of something to monitor. It's just his role in minutes moving forward with kind of the emergence of, of not only Nas, but Nance as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say this in, in Ant's defense is he is doing a lot more of the ball handling. And what mm-hmm. has been encouraging is his minutes. Yes, they've come down, but I mean, he's still a pretty active participant off the bench. He's managed to keep his turnovers in check. He's still finding ways to stay on the floor be productive, not be a, a net negative, but, you know, not obviously not putting up points like we saw him earlier this season, but for him to keep the turnovers down, the mistakes down, keep the frustration plays down. Like traditionally, like last year, when we saw him kind of get into this funk, we saw the personal foul skyrocket. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that this year. His per per 36 foul rate is still, you know, same as it was to start the year. Um, has not had more than two fouls in a game over this last stretch. So, you know, there is signs of maturity, even, I mean, this is just, you know, still a 22 year old guard who, who's still developing, carving out his role. And I think that's a good point. I, I really, this, this team is kind of starved for another backcourt playmaker, right? I mean, mm-hmm. CJ and Norm, they'll go get you a bucket, but they're not usually looking for those other guys. Right. And so, mm-hmm. I think Ant has kind of been almost shoved into this role that maybe he's not the most comfortable with as far as more of a facilitator. And it's probably good for his long-term growth, but maybe not for the short-term, you know, box scores, but yeah. he has still taken care of the ball, which is with, with an increased amount of ball handling, which is a really good sign. Yeah. I, before we, you know, I think that's basically, you know, weekly podcasts is kind of where the Blazers are right now. We don't want to do, you know, overfill you before you stuff your face at, at Thanksgiving. I mean, I think those are the things that when you have your your fringe uncle at the table that wants to talk, maybe sometimes watches a Blazer game, wants to talk to you about the Blazers. I think these are kind of the notes you want to hit on. You know, team's playing good. Damian Lillard, Western Conference Player of the Week heading into this week, you know, clearly out of the funk. Also, I, I think – I have a theory on Damian Lillard winning the award, which, you know, he had one, he had a really nice game against the Sixers, but it's the classic 
you you go into a new class you have a couple essays to start the year you always <laughs> want to write your shittiest essay to start the year and then slow like by like by choice do that and then, I mean, not to where you're going to get a really bad grade, but then you can show growth as you just return to your normal writing. And, and so now it's like <laughs> David Lillard kind of has this normal thing. And it's like, boom, A plus effort, baby. And I, I think it, I think it's he's taking a page out of like junior year uh, Steve Dewald college playbook. I uh, was thinking the same thing. I, I was looking at his weekly stats and I was like, and that's a pretty standard game line. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, it's sometimes awards and recognition are a function of expectations and dame dame just lowered those expectations a bit with the rocky start he's back to normal boom western conference player of the week now we're back to business i hope yeah also also don't recommend following any of my college advice i mean i was definitely there longer than four (laughs) years so um but anyway it it did remind me of that i was like oh i i know this game um before we move off the blade, we're going to talk about some other NBA stuff because it's been kind of a, especially one wild event. But um, I wanted to, I, you know, me and Brian talked a little bit. We wanted to, you know, throw out three things we're kind of thankful for this season. And, and these aren't like super tight or, or, or you know, real in-depth analysis here. But mm-hmm. it is, you know, the things that, you know, Things are kind of coming together for this team, whether it's a player, whether it's a style, whether it's a result. So, Brian, why don't you start us off? What are you thankful for so far this Blazers season? I'm going super high level here, Steve. And so I'm thankful that there's a basketball team in Portland, Oregon, because even though we have some gripes with this organization right now, more than I can remember in some time, you know, we still have a team. We have a franchise player. And – you know, could be worse. Clay Bennett could could be swooping, <laughs> swooping in and taking us to Oklahoma. But, that's, I mean, that's a low, that's a low bar, my friend. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, for yeah. all the, and I've done more than my fair share of bitching about this organization, how they've conducted myself, most of which I think is legitimate. You know, at the end of the day, we're still able to watch, you know, our team in our city play mm-hmm. basketball. And so for that, I'm extremely thankful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep on a bigger theme here myself for my first one, I guess. Um, I'm thankful that, and this might be fool's gold, but I think the fan base, and I, you know, a lot of this comes from Twitter, so Twitter is not real life. But even in some of my personal life, I feel like the fan base is after kind of a rough start to the year and kind of what this expectation is for this team and some of the, kind of the icky feelings from the off season. I think the fan base is kind of coming together. And I think some parties are coming together that, you know, some people are getting, we're getting to kind of have our cake needed too. Like some people, Mm -hmm. the people who weren't necessarily the biggest Billups people, you know, said, we'll give them time. I expect them to struggle and blah, you know, Mm -hmm. basically true. But you know, the, the pro Billups crowd has basically got to, you know, say, Hey, you know, things are turning around. There is some talk of accountability, whether or not it's actual or not. Um, the other thing too, and I preface it with this: if the allegations are true against Neil O'Shea, you know I'm not excited. I've said this before: I'm not excited that anybody had to go through what that workplace was like, allegedly. But it has kind of brought everybody together, and like you know, you find out you know how much people of like the at least the Twitter side of this fan base is very much in the, you know, we're ready to kind of move on from this old Shea experience. 
Um, like I said, and we, you know, you can go back and listen to our podcast on the Olshay investigation, but you know, I always wish it was for basketball reasons and some of the stuff that he may have done that I didn't agree with, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, but you know, I, I, hopefully the Blazers still have like everything's ongoing. Neil O'Shea is still very much employed by the Blazers as of this recording. So we'll see how it goes, but I do feel, I am thankful that the fan base does feel like at least just temporary going into the holidays is kind of coming together and it's not as just awful to get on Twitter. I like it. I like it. You don't want to hear what I think is going on with the old shit. We'll, we'll, <laughs> save, we'll save that for another time. Well, I, I think we're probably on the same. We haven't talked about this, so I, I'm sure no, we're on the same page. Let's, let's leave it for now. Yeah. Yep. It. All right. Go ahead. So, second thing I'm thankful for is uh, just morsels of ball movement. I wouldn't mm-hmm. call it a main. It's not the turkey. It's probably not even the green bean casserole. You're not getting that kind of quantity. It might be a slice of pumpkin pie, but you're getting it just a little bit of it where – you know, Chauncey's preached this since preseason, but haven't really totally seen it all the time. But every once in a while, you get that possession where, you know, guys are moving off the ball and they're whipping the ball around five or six times, getting a good look. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay. You know, I, I understand what he's really trying to implement here. And, you know, it's fun. Like, I, I love watching Dame in the high pick and roll as much as anybody else, but variety is the spice of life Steve and, mm-hmm. and give me a little more variety offensively it's 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 just fun and it's mm-hmm. led to some really good possessions yeah uh I'll, I'll stick basketball I have one more that's off the basketball beaten path but I'll stick with it um you know guy we've talked about a bunch here I know we weren't going to get into it super in-depth but I'm just so thankful that Nasir Little seems to be kind of everything's coming up Nasir Little mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. such a rough start to his, you know, starting with draft night or even his whole year at North Carolina just didn't go as expected. And to see him come out and be just have a real clear cut role, you know, get that huge dunk against the Rockets, you know, get some of this praise and the way he's playing is a way that just endears you to fan bases especially this one. I mean, this is a, a organi- you know, fan base that grew up with the Jerome Curseys of the world. And I'm not saying he's that. Like, that is just so far out in front there. But that type of energy, effort, and what he's doing, that, that puts, your, puts you in every fan's heart in this fan base. And I'm so thankful that, you know, all that hard work and some of the roadblocks he's hit in the last couple years, everything's kind of coming up good for him now and so i'm i'm super excited for him and and thankful that you know he's on the team and you know things are going well this year turkey day at my bookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful starting with a 250 dollars risk-free bet on thursday afternoon when the dallas cowboys host the las vegas raiders bet the spread between the raiders and cowboys at my bookie and when you win you win and if you don't my bookie will refund you up to 250 dollars simply put you can't lose your bet and that's what i call no risk all gravy get it before you get your wager and set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code sports drink at my bookie that's promo code sports drink to double your initial deposit all the way up to a thousand dollars so you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead feast risk-free on turkey day with my bookie and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun black friday with tons of odds boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full bet anything anywhere anytime with my bookie 
Church of Roy has a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you're in cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com. That's www.simbul.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. Hey guys, it's Perry here to tell you all about the brand new app we've been using here on the Church of Roy called Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is a live audio-only platform that is free to download and super easy to use. You can talk to sports fans, insiders, athletes, and even executives all in real time. And hey, the Church of Roy will be there bright and early on Saturdays at 8 a.m. Pacific. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app in the iOS or Android app store. Get it done, peeps. Yeah, his perseverance through a kind of a tough start. It's been really fun to watch and see him grow. And really, all that hard work kind of pop, right? Mm-hmm. What do you, you want? What's your third one, bud? I got one more. I kind of hit on it earlier. I might I might have spoiled your, your your feast, your Thanksgiving feast here, but it's uh just literally gotten, gotten to the pumpkin pie early, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Too many glasses of wine got the pumpkin pie early. Classic, classic D Walt. Uh, Larry Nance on the short roll, and so. Mm-hmm. He's just so good at it, man. And like, you know, we, we talked about it. He's, he's not Draymond, obviously, but he just makes the right decision far more often than not can finish. Um, he even, you know, puts himself in position to score. Even if the ball handler will say, Dame, you know, takes it out to the wing, he, he'll clear out a space to where that dump off is there much longer than maybe it is with other guys. And so just personally, my uh, stress level, is much less when when I see Nance going in the short roll than our boy Nurk. You know, he's just yep. a little more sure-handed, and so that's just been really fun to watch too. Yep, it's it's a far cry from the the early Myers Leonard short roll. What oh, what was going to happen there? <laughs> but but oh, yeah, no, man. it's a it, it's nice to see secondary playmaking on this team. Something that we you know we've been begging for. Um, Dan Morang of the Jack Ramseys has talked forever about secondary ball uh, of ball movement so you know it's nice to see larry and hopefully dan is also thankful as well um i'm sure he is I'm sure he is my last one is is off the off the path a little bit um so stay with me i am thankful for my daughter at four years old being very keenly aware and very observive observant what, what award am i looking for uh keen observations when watching sporting events on tv already at a young age got got the d-wall dna apparently um (laughs) now i am not too excited about what she notices when the blazers play and that comes back to a guy we briefly mentioned in cody zeller cody zeller oh god and him have a very similar hairstyle we are very (laughs) into male pattern baldness and my daughter sees this shiny white spot going through the lane and looks at me and it's like, yeah, he's like you dad. And I'm like, I appreciate, appreciate your awareness. I do not appreciate what you're observing, but, but you know, you're going to be, I think, I think we're going to have a little sports fan on our hands here. So I'm, I'm thankful for Cody Zeller. I, I am thankful for my daughter kept putting that connection together um, I'm a little bit shorter, which you will see when she eventually goes to a game. So you, you need um, to just show show up at your house back from work, <laughs> full face mask, blazer jersey. 
and sign yeah. an autograph and then go back to the car and change or something to freak her out. You know, you know might I, throw her off though. She might know it's you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if she was around for the Chris Kamen days, you know, we'd be <laughs> we'd be really cooking. I think we might have a we'd probably have a problem at that point. But uh, you know, Cody Zeller's just right. He, you know, he might be Uncle Cody to to her. You know, he looks very similar. So I, I'm thankful for that. It made me laugh, um, warm my heart the other day. So um, that I we're you know, if you do have stuff just like us, we want we want you to share your three things that you're thankful for, whether that's on Twitter, put in the comments when you give us a five star review. Um, you know message me on Twitter, you know, you know, we want to hear from you guys all the time. And really it goes without saying me and Brian, the, the thing we are the most thankful for is all of you guys, the, the fan base that we already have with the show and the support we receive the positive feedback we get. We really appreciate it. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. Um, before we get out of here, I want to talk about the situation in between Isaiah Stewart and LeBron James. Um, I thought maybe you were going to talk the situation you're alluding to the entire <laughs> show. I thought you were talking about that drunk Kings fan puking courtside. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. You know, but all right, we can talk I've, LeBron. I've, I've been, I've been, oh, I got, I'm going to get to drunk fan behavior in a second. I went to the Seahawks game this last weekend, but let's, oh, let's, let's talk about. Uh, first of all, I, I don't know if people notice this. I don't know if it's been written about, or I'm sure another podcast has covered it, but um, basically LeBron James throws an elbow that gets extended into a fist is what it looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. Hits Isaiah Stewart below the eye or above, right, like right around the eye. Uh, opens him up. Is on a free throw attempt. Isaiah Stewart does not care that it is LeBron James. Um, does not, is not doing the fake hold me back like he is trying to you know get get through the goal line get to the end zone here and get to lebron james um russell westbrook throws his hands up like the like the (laughs) fighting irish logo that you know ross warstel shout out to ross uh sent us that that tweet in our group chat um just super awkward i'm not trying to glorify any of this but it, it was bizarre and through this scuffle, the, the first thing I notice is Jim Moran, former Blazers assistant, now at the Detroit yes. Pistons, um, probably the best defense he's played since he was tearing it up with William and Mary. Like, <laughs> you know, six, seven, small forward. Like, if he was playing that type of defense coming out of college, he might not have went undrafted. I'm just saying. But it was weird to see a familiar face. Um, definitely – between Kay Cunningham and Jim Moran definitely stayed in front uh, of Isaiah Stewart. Um, there's been some suspensions handed out now. I believe Isaiah Stewart got two. LeBron James got one game. Yep. Um, what do you make of the whole thing? Like, I, I feel like this was like one of the first ones where I was like, in, in a while where I was like, this could have went really bad if, if Isaiah Stewart got a clear run yeah. at, at LeBron James. And then also just a, a really clear, blatant, cheap shot by LeBron James in a game where it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, don't you're the ambassador for the NBA. So, Brian, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, thought we were going to have another malice in the palace on our hands there. It was, it was a little, I mean, minus the fan involvement. But, yeah. you know, I, I do think that 
LeBron, the elbow swing and all that was intentional, without a doubt. I don't think he meant to clock him in the face. I think that was kind of clear after. But still, you could just see, you know, if you're Isaiah Stewart, naturally you're pissed off. But it just seemed like he got hit and was kind of like, oh, shit. And then you could just see, like, the, like the, you know, thermometer just boiling up <laughs> until, like, when he had steam out of his ears by the time he starts, like, he looked like Adrian Peterson out there running around the court and just dumping people. And I was like, let's go. Yeah. I meant to say Derrick Henry. We'll say prime Adrian Peterson. But just running around the crowd, dumping people. I mean, we haven't seen anything like that in quite some time. And and I don't know. I think that I, I think that it, I'm glad it got broken up. You don't want to see mm-hmm. any violence in professional sports any more than that elbow already was. So mm-hmm. I think cooler heads kind of prevailed in that, but my favorite part of the of it all was definitely Westbrook put the Dukes up like he was, he was so, the bizarre. <laughs> so bizarre. Like I, you know, I'm just like, like I was waiting for like the broadcast to turn black and white and get grainy. Like, you know, put your Dukes up. Like, <laughs> right. What so is strange. happening? Um, it, it did remind like I think when it comes to cheap shots, like shifting away from this. A little bit like the one that always really does come to mind for me and it was so awkward not really awkward but kind of weird how it came full circle a couple of years ago was when trevor ariza just like totally took out rudy fernandez mm. in 2009 so like that that's my blazers cheap shot that i always kind of think of where you know trevor ariza with with the lakers comes way high on on a rudy fernandez breakaway and, and just gets a flagrant foul lucky didn't you know hurt rudy more than he it already probably did hurt. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there is there a cheap shot that stands out for you in, in Blazers history? I'm literally drawing a blank. I took a pretty rough one at Hoop Fest about six years back, but <laughs> I think bodies. I think there might have had to be some, you know, people intervening to keep keep the teams away. But you know, I, I've dished good. out. I've dished out a pretty few cheap. I've dished out my fair share of cheap shots in my in my famed middle school basketball career i think i probably <laughs> I, I maybe i need to call the folks back in hermerson or maybe you guys can go by i think i might still hold the record for most flagrant ejections um <laughs> at sandstone middle school so, so hopefully head, notorious head case hopefully you know you know i was the kind of the rasheed wallace uh, of the new middle school in hermiston at that time so you know steve that's something to be proud of man. yeah so before we get out of here like i mentioned before I went to the Seahawks game this last week and you know, I like everybody else that's handled the pandemic a certain way. You know, I have a child. I I'm cautious about going out in groups of people just until recently. Um, You know, it's always funny, the stuff you forget And, and you know, the bathroom protocol at a men's sporting at a sporting event in a men's bathroom Man, you could spend all day writing, you know, just the do's and don'ts. And this is my gripe today. So, and this happens at Blazer games too. You go in, and if you have to use a stall, step to the side, man. Don't don't stand there and hold up the whole urinal line and waiting for everybody to come in. And then... And also don't be the sneaky stall guy where you come around, you peek around the corner and try to go in there. I saw both back to back and I oh, about no. lost my mind. Major and like, pause. like, I'm like, dude, it's already bad enough. If you know, 
if you got to do the number two business at a stadium after it's been open for about an hour, like, like don't make that li- don't make that worse for that person or make it more awkward by having a bad interaction with somebody. It was just, it was just insanity in there. So come on people just, I, you know, <laughs> I, I want everything to be like Wrigley, like the Timbers game, like the giant trough, like that's, yeah. that's how it should all be, man. How's that I mean, not standard across every no men's bathroom in, in, in this country? I don't understand. It. I did watch at a Bears game, a guy slide through the trough, like belly flop through to one side. It was the most raw thing I've ever seen in, in person. Good and God. It had, you know, pre-pandemic had no, no, uh, no uh, value for his own health. And safety. <laughs> I was going to say pre-pandemic <laughs> or not. <laughs> hey man, pre-pandemic, we were slipping sliding through <laughs> urinals all the time. So the other thing oh, too God. was I probably had the drunkest fan of the stadium behind me. And uh, there are some uh, things, things about Lumen Field that I don't understand, which used to be CenturyLink. I believe it's Lumen Field now. I think Seahawks so, yeah. play. Um, just giant freezer bag of barbecued Lay's chips that he clearly brought in from home. <laughs> An assortment of pickles in a bag. Like, what's happening here, folks? Face painted, older gentleman, nonstop yelling. And then, you know, the Seahawks are in this weird transition phase where they maybe are not going to be, they're not the dynasty or the, the, consistent winning team that they once were and i'm going to be careful with my words there because i have a lot of seahawk fans in my life i'm assuming there's a lot of crossover fans with this podcast um there was just a point where he hit where he's all this is it this is what we got we're three and seven this and just literally that over and over again for the entire rest of the game it was Uh. it was pretty wild but other than that it was great to be back in an nfl game um checking it out Obviously, it'd be better if the Seahawks won, but... How many uh, pickles did you eat? You know, I was waiting for him to fall asleep because I think the first thing... <laughs> and I, I kind of doomed us because I, what I did say to, to my wife when he came in and started, like, we were probably five minutes in, and I was I just turned around and go, this is not sustainable. Like, this, this level of vocal output at his age, just it's not going to happen. Credit to him. Kept it up. Now, okay. I think a lot of... And like, there's a, there's a point you hit where it's like, do you buy this guy a beer? Like to like, do you buy him more beer to try to get him too drunk to where he falls asleep? Or is it at that point, it's like the beer is fueling him. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It, well, it's a catch 22. I mean, if he's going that crazy too, the likelihood of that beer ending up on your back, extremely high. So yeah. you have to say that in account as well. Yeah, you probably made the right, probably made the right move. Very true. And plus, if I'm giving him beers, he's it's longer time with the mask down for him. So I don't know if I want to be taking any of those chances either. So, but anyway, that's all we got for a Thanksgiving episode. Just just some fun stories from Lumen Field, another uh, Vulcan-owned sports franchise. So yeah, try uh, not to think of uh, the Bears fans sliding down the piss trough. Before, before or you death. do you know bring that up a casual conversation i think yeah. i think it was if like a, if you're on a if you're on a diet by all means you know get that I, visual going i think it was like a thing for a while because i don't think i'm the only mm. person to ever see that i think there's been some videos out about it but like i saw it and it was uh it was horrific um also very amusing though um 
definitely 10 out of 10 recommend going to a bears game in Chicago or, or a white Sox game, or if you want to be one of the bougie folks go to a Cubs game. So anyway, that's all we got. Brian, anything before we get out of here? No, thanks for listening. Hope everyone has a good reset with their family and friends this uh, long weekend and enjoy yourselves. And we'll see you next week. Yep. Everybody be safe, be smart. Um, Yeah. Just look out for your loved ones. If you're not feeling well, be smart about where you're going. So, all right. That's everything. Thank you everybody. Seriously for, for all the support. Everybody have a good holiday. We'll talk to you later. See you, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Church of Roy podcast. If you like what you've heard, go ahead and subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Church of Roy Pod, and be sure to check out our live show on Spotify Greenroom every Saturday bright and early at 8 a.m. Pacific. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.